Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the Hardcore Honesty podcast with me, your host, Logan Slaughter, also known as Logan Hardcore when she's up feeling the festiveness and the fantasies. Um, as you notice, there's no intro music today. We're kind of diving right in. There's going to be no sound effects. There's going to be no foolishness that we're used to. Because the next three weeks on this podcast are going to be of a more serious tone. Um, Today's podcast has an interview with um, someone who made major headlines last year in our community and nationally and kind of outside of our community. Um, I had the opportunity to interview Joey um, G, who also goes by Sherry Pie, and um, I want to preface this with, um, there was a lot that went into me deciding to do this. This wasn't something that presented itself and I immediately took the opportunity. Um, I had already been in contact with one waiting on confirmation from two victims of Sherry to speak to on this podcast because I felt like the Tamron Hall show, you completely missed the mark without having any representation from victims. So once I spoke to them, um, and, you know, talked through speaking to her and giving her an opportunity to have a platform. Even this, I'm not a, I'm not Monet and Bob. I'm not Monet and Bunny. I don't have a drag race push. But my podcasts and things that I do tend to go to get hit if they're big. Um, so I took this opportunity and this podcast um, interview... Because I was angry, and I still am. I still am. I think what she did put such a negative light on the gay community and um, the queen community, especially. I think that you know her coming back, and then these rumors of her performing. I just had a lot of questions that were going unanswered. And for me, as everyone knows, if I have questions. I know that people aren't going to ask them. I will ask them. And that's what my requirement was going into this. I said I will do it. I'm not giving her a list of questions beforehand. And I'm no questions are off the table. If she wants to say she doesn't want to talk about it, let her. It's not edited. I will not be taking her saying that out. She, Everyone can hear why she doesn't want to address something. And I believe I asked her 16 or 17 questions, and she answered every single one. Um, This does have some graphic talk to it. This does have some um, stuff that might be hard for some people to listen to. I am going to state this, and I need everyone to hear what I'm saying very crystal clear. What I'm about to say does not qualify for all victims. This is one victim that I sent the audio of the interview to because I wanted him to hear it and I wanted to know his feelings. Because if there were feelings that it wasn't good, I wasn't going to air this. Um, I sent it to said victim. Um, I've spoken to a few, so I don't, and I don't need to use his name because he doesn't want every victim thinking that he's speaking for them, which is why I need you to understand this is this victim's perspective only. But he listened to the interview and then told me that this interview gave him more clarity and closure than he'd had in a year. So I think what you need to know going into this is it was not a witch hunt for me. I wasn't angry. Um, I wasn't trying to catch her in anything because she's caught herself in it. 
I just wanted answers to the questions that I know I had and that I know a lot of other people had. Um, following this week, next week we will have an interview with one of her um, bigger, one of the stories that went around more with Ben Shimkiss. Um, he was one of the first people that came out with allegations against Joey um, publicly on Facebook. It's the first one I remember seeing. And then after that, we have the the week after that, we have an interview with Court. And I think Court's story, no one really heard. And it is, to me, one of the more fascinating ones because it went on for a period of five years. Um, and Court has like a little bit of a variance to his story, which you'll catch at the very beginning of the interview. And I want to just make sure with him that I can kind of emphasize that point. So I'm going to see, I have to speak with him. But with all of that being said, you guys, please go into this. I'm not asking anyone to forgive her. I certainly do not. Um, I still stand by the fact that I don't think she should be doing drag. I don't think she has a safe space. She doesn't get to come into our safe spaces anymore. I think she needs to Go and maybe do lighting design somewhere if you want to remain creative. But I think that you have completely demolished your opportunity of continuing to use our safe spaces and get our gay dollars. I think that that it's just to think that you're going to get that is almost foolish. And to me means you didn't take any of this seriously. Um, I've had a few days to sit back and think about the interview and process my feelings because I was very heated going into it. I had four days to sit and prep and stew on everything and speak to people and get information. And, you know, this could have gone one way and it didn't. I chose to make this. It had to be for all of us to get answers and information and to just understand the situation more. It had to be a calm conversation. Um... I want it to be known that I was airing interviews with the victims before I got contacted to do Sherry. So this just kind of put it all together. Because at the end of the day, no one's asking the questions I want asked. And I took it upon myself to do that. I hope that you guys get something out of this. I hope you understand. I will say this. There are parts of this interview that I did not find genuine. There are moments in it that I can't understand why you would be giggling and laughing. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's time to just maybe understand that you've burned too many bridges to come back from. But I hope you all enjoyed this interview. Um... I have a feeling this is going to be a hot one. So um, five star ratings, please. And leave a review and share this with your friends and followers. With all of that being said, let's get into the interview. The first, um, I'm going to say the first interview because Tamron Hall, what didn't really count because she didn't say anything new. The first interview where um, Joey speaks about everything and the questions that needed to be asked on the Hardcore Honesty Podcast with Logan Slaughter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hardcore Honesty Podcast with me, your host, Logan Slaughter, also known as Logan Hardcore when I'm up in the drags. 
Um, today's podcast is probably going to be a hot topic. Um, I am speaking with, in a very open and candid conversation, and I want everyone who's listening to this to know that this is coming from a place of, I'm coming from a place of understanding. I want to have an open conversation with our guest and answer some questions that I know have gone unanswered as far as I know for our community. And, you know, this isn't a witch hunt. There's no attack. And if that's what you came for, turn it off now and go find something else. Um, today we are interviewing Joey, who also goes by Sherry Pie. So who has had an explosive last, I mean, year, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how are you? How are you doing today? Uh, hi, Logan. I am doing okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, That's I, think, okay. I think some people would be ready for someone to say, well, how are you doing okay? I'm not wishing negativity. I don't hope that you're not having a okay life. And no, okay. no. I mean, listen. Okay is just okay. It's, you know better, I mean? it's not. better to be okay yeah. than to not be. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. I'm just okay. Um, yeah. And I really appreciate that this opportunity came up and that you were as open to being an open book with this. Um, mm -hmm. You didn't come at this with a list of things you will and will not speak about, <laughs> which is really what I was kind of expecting. Really? I, I mean, I don't know how, like, we'll get into the Tamron show, but okay. I don't know how that got <laughs> produced. But, like, I think, I. I think the whole <laughs> thing just looked like we were going to get a lot more than we did. And, mm. um, you know, we'll talk about all that. But, you know, you never know when interviewing someone. I interview housewives. I interview, interview drag queens. Like, you never know who's going to say, this is what I will and will not speak about. And I mm. just thought with something as serious as your story and conversation mm -hmm. that this is going to surround. I didn't mm -hmm. know how you were going to approach it, but it is very, you have my respect for be, saying you're open to having an open conversation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm here to tell the truth and, you know, let people know everything. And uh, again, I'm not, you know, here to tell people's personal stories. And to talk about other people's personal stories, that's not my, ever my MO, so. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, I've spoken that, with so. two people, and I know huh. that another podcast has spoken with another. Um, so, you know, I just wanted, for me, it was very important when I watched the Tamron Hall show, like I told you yesterday in our pre- like interview phone call that I would probably be all over the place. And in my mind, I had a rundown of how this was gonna go, <laughs> and it's already not. Uh -huh. So um, and I mean, we'll just skip to Tamron already. Um, I was very, very, um, not towards you specifically, put off a little bit that there was no victim representation in her interview, especially because this week she did this whole montage that included all these victims from another case. And to me, it just felt like because these victims were women, their voices were being heard. And because in your case, the victims are men, they weren't having their voices heard. So for me to interview you, it was very important to me that these voices are also heard. Of course. Yeah, 100%. I and agree I with you. And I really appreciate that, you know, the people involved with this weren't like, don't do that. Like, you know, because yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I just wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have had this yeah. interview and I would have amplified other voices. But um, in your words, 
Because uh-huh. um, I don't think I've heard you explain what happened. Like, what? How did this? This is not like a one month period of time that things happened. I, this is when I, there's timeline to this. And mm-hmm. um, just like, how did it get where it went? And for someone who's listening that may not even know what's happening, mm-hmm. how would you, in your words, describe what happened? Uh, it's a, I mean, it, it's a lo- very long story, but um, I think one thing that like i i you know i hear you say there is a timeline and that is true you know i um this is i think one thing is like uh, this is not something that was happening that happened to every person that i came in contact with this wasn't something that was like every man that i came in contact with you know i have good male friends you know what i mean and everything like that um i are you, I'm going to explain first uh, to somebody who doesn't know, I think, okay. and then I'll jump back in. I okay. think that's like, however, no, thing. whatever you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like I can't lump that together because okay. those are two kind of two completely, you know, different things. So um, for people who don't know what happened, uh, I have been catfishing uh, and just um, fucking just ruining some really great relationships that I have had for a long time. And some of these people uh, um, are people who really made my life really awesome. And, um, and I know I say that a lot, but I say that a lot because I just, I, if you had asked me this a year ago, I wouldn't have said that, <laughs> you know? Um, and I realized the value of a lot of these people and what their value was to me and how I treat, treated them very uh, valueless, some of them, you know? Um, and so it was like a big catfish, basically. Uh, and I mean, each one's different. I don't, I don't know how, you, I, how would you it. You I, have to do it. You do it I mean, <laughs> there it, it was catfishing. There was levels of you know videos and photos that were yes requested and built up to. And you know, there's allegations of you. I'd say allegations because I don't know exactly what is true and what is not. And I think it's mm-hmm. only fair to you that I don't make bl- blanket statements. There were allegations of men that chose through conversation with you to start doing steroids Mm -hmm. to um fit an image for the person that you had created for catfishing yes there was um allegations that i'm that um there was more than one catfish person that there was alice and that there was other characters that were created oh um and you know i it's just not for me to say everything you hear because when this all happened there was so much that came out that i can only go on who i've spoken with yes um and their stories and then talk to you about it but in a blanket statement for someone that doesn't know i would say Mm -hmm. you had created an online um person who was a casting agent 
for a TV mm-hmm. show or an agent, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that, that yeah. got men to um, perform provocative monologues that I would say, and scenes and build scene partners, you know, create characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, I would say that's like a, that's the thing is like, a lot of times people ask me to make these blanket statements and they're just like, these aren't, this isn't a blanket conversation. Yeah, because you know I, I mean? mean, from, I've only spoken, I reached out to three people that I knew from my life that um, had allegations against you. One of them flat out said they didn't want to speak with me because they are still friends with you. And I think uh-huh. that's important for people to hear. Mm. Because I think everyone thinks that everyone involved just is probably against you. And this showed me that that's not true. I don't know the level of this person's friendship with you. I don't know if it's if they saw you in public, they wouldn't throw something at you, you know? That, <laughs> Listen, like... That it's just hello and hi. But yeah, yeah. that showed a lot to me that this person was like, I don't want to do that. I consider myself friendly with Joey. And I was like, okay. But then, you know, there's other people that were like, I want. And that's, but that's, but that's, of course there. And that's like the thing that I think is like, of course, listen, like I said on Tamron Hall, I got to speak to, I've only spoken to three people. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of them, I was asked never to contact again. And so I haven't, Okay. right? One of them I've talked to kind of back and forth, but nothing like, you know, we spoke, we did what we needed to do and we decided to move forward. Again, I would say it's kind of like in your, what you're saying with this person where it's like, I don't know if we would be like, you know, oh, hey girl, <laughs> you know, and everything yeah. like that. But, um, and then I, and then one of them, uh, I have a great relationship. Actually, the relationship I have with him, it, it feels very much like a mulligan in some ways. I know that's so fucked up, but like, I feel very lucky to get to have this man back in my life and as a friend. And, and I think you, sh- I mean, because people are going to hear that and be like, what? I think you need to. I'm very lucky. I come to this with a very open mind. And I think you are very lucky to have anyone that was able to remain a hundred percent a hundred percent and i don't think and i don't i'm not like praising that situation because either way i acknowledge both on all the way around you know what i mean like i acknowledge that some people will never want to talk to me again and i acknowledge that and i accept that and that's part of their healing journey i need water oh my god no it's fine i literally have a a beverage station set up here (laughs) i get it I mean, this can't be an easy thing for you to talk about and especially going into something very open and especially knowing me and how I just have very blatant conversations. I understand my throat is- I would, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind a blatant conversation. Yeah, you know? and, and I, and to be very honest, to even, there are people that wouldn't be able or comfortable and I don't, that's, I, or privileged enough to say that they are remain in contact with people who may have considered what happened to them sexual assault. Um, so I think this just shows that there are people that are handling what happened in many different ways. Everybody's on their own journey. And not make this a blanket, a blanket situation because there was many situations. I talked to someone who 
alleges that this went on for many years of time. Um, uh, and there's people that I'm sure it wasn't. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and when you were, I, you mentioned the Tamron show and everything. Where did you, would, did they mention if they were going to try to get any victims or a statement or anything? Um, they had, I remember them mentioning that they had said that because I wasn't, it's not like I was in charge of putting the show together. Yeah, no, it's a, you know it's a mean? produced like, segment. They came to you. Yeah, like, but. I have no, like it was, and so I know that they had, I know that that was a conversation that they had had. Okay. And Do you know then, what I mean? Yeah, so I, I know that, I, I don't know though. What the conversation entailed. You know, Correct. I know for a fact that people were reached out to by victims that said either include us or don't do this. And it was either the day before or the day. And I heard about that afterwards. And it's just like, it it doesn't give a great light. It almost made it look, to people that don't know how television works, it's going to make, they will think that you wanted it to be you and no victims. But people have to understand this is a produced segment by a team of people. They put it together. I just think it was a huge misstep on the Tamron team to um, have that happen. And I said this to both men I spoke to. I said, um, you know, I think what they needed to do to make this a proper segment would have been to have both sides there. Um, you guys didn't have to be in the same chat, but I think it was a very one one way thing, um, you know, she can say there were victims and, but you're still not hearing their voices, which I think is incredibly important in this. And mm -hmm. then this is going to be, this is one that everyone was asking when this mm -hmm. all happened. And I, mm -hmm. you might know where this is going to go to, but why <laughs> the day before your interview did your profile photo, your cover photo change to uh, the logo and then you post it on Facebook, which I get. You had to post and say, listen, I'm going to do this interview. And then, you know, that drove people to look at your website. And now there's a merchandise coming soon thing. Like it all just... First of all, about the merchandise thing, that is not... I heard somebody write that. And again, I don't read. I don't go online. I've almost spent almost a whole year offline. Which do you is, know what I mean? Which in all reality is probably the smartest, safest <laughs> I, thing you could have done. I mean... I Honestly, like I know, like I watch the news, so I know, yeah. you know, what's going on. Um, I had heard somebody say that my merchandise or something, which. I mean, I looked at it and there was a merchandise tab that said coming soon. It said, but that's been, but, that, but I'm pretty sure that's been coming soon since like December. Yeah. I just, do you from, know what I mean? From like, me and my, my, I can only speak from my take on it. I looked yeah, at it yeah. and went, oh no, not this. No, I mean, I don't have any merchandise to sell. <laughs> I was like, so. oh, what? I was like, really, what is she going to sell us? Um, which kind of brings in, hold on, I think you might have froze. No, 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 Matt, no. There you are. Am I we, frozen? Yeah, we froze. There you are. You're back. Okay. Um, I think. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I certainly did not update that or anything like that. Yeah, it just. It, I, I updated my picture and stuff like that because I wanted to get rid I didn't want first of all I didn't know what photos Tamron Hall was going to be using I didn't know that they were going to be using 
uh, a picture, the picture from Drag Race. Do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. know that they, what if they were going to use a boy picture. I didn't know if they were going to use. I didn't know anything. So you didn't, you know, them and so I off social media. I supplied them images. Okay, but that doesn't mean I get to yeah. pick. You know, I sent them. I sent them boy pictures, pictures of me as a child, pictures of me on Halloween, pictures, you know what I mean? Like okay. every picture you can possibly think of they have. Yeah. And so um, I didn't pick that picture. And when it comes to like updating my socials and everything like that, those have been my socials, you know, for a while. And that image, that Sherry Pie image um, is a design that a friend did for me. And I had used that for my, icon it's called right icon for a while and i just wanted to one thing i really wanted to do was separate myself from that sherry pot the not sherry pie image but the drag race image not that i'm mad at drag race or mad at anybody because that's not at all it's just that i just you know it was ready i'm i've taken a year that year has you know what i mean like i am part of this was coming back to just dipping my toes in. This is not me like taking a dive in well, or a comeback or whatever. A big, I think that's a big question for everyone. I think everyone's like, is she about to try and make a comeback? Mm. I don't know. No. What is, what is no. the point? <laughs> what was the point of doing Tamron? What is the point of having these conversations? Are you looking to bring Sherry back? I think that's what everyone is going to be wondering about all of this. Well, um, one thing I would say is just because you take a year off, it doesn't mean you've gone anywhere. You haven't gone, you know, to the internet, sure. But like, you haven't gone anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. Sherry didn't go anywhere. It's all still there. I was doing drag before um, Drag Race, obviously. And, you know, um, everything like that. And I, I'm not here to make a, first of all, there's no comeback. You know, I'm not Dolly Parton who took like a few years off and is like coming back. I'm certainly not a, an icon or a star or anyone like that. And I think for an, for a comeback to even happen, one has to have something to come back to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so like, no, this is not like a comeback thing. I went on the Tamron Hall show actually to my only goal to, on that show was to go and apologize officially. Yeah, apologize. Not a, not a because status, not a not a Facebook post or an, and I know a lot of people are like, well, she could have written something else. But that's not I wanted people to hear it. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be able to reach a platform that reaches a you know, a platform like Drag Race does. At the end of the day, an Instagram live or whatever would never hit the numbers no. of the people that I truly feel that I want to apologize to. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, and I get that because, you know, I had to speak with a few people before even agreeing to do this because I was like, mm. this could go very south for me. People could be like, why is she giving her a platform? Because that's what people were saying about Tamron. Why is she mm. being given a platform? And I want it to be really clear, like, I'm not giving you a platform to come here and promote a tour. Um, I'm I don't have anything to promote. <laughs> and, and, that's, like... and that's why I made sure to ask that. Um, yeah, like I have not, it's not like I'm out here being like, oh, and by the way, buy the tickets to my new show. Yeah. Like, no. I I'm, mean, you know, there's the entertainment entertainment weekly thing that said you were doing shows in November up in Beacon. Is well, this... the the very, the, the incredibly misleading uh, uh, headline 
that said I've been performing throughout 2020. Yes. Two, I did two private shows where I, in a private space with 15 people or so. Do you know what I mean? It, and it was not a, I, there was no money exchanged. There was, it wasn't a club. It wasn't, it was literally things that I've created throughout my therapy and throughout things that I wanted to, sh- that I wanted to work through. And my therapist suggested, Hey, do you know anyone who would let you do a show? And I said, I think I have friends that I could probably put together something small. And that's what I did. It was just a circle of friends doing drag for ourselves. You okay. know what I mean? Like we weren't out there. I think because I like, think everyone read that and got the idea that you were working and getting paid to do Sherry Pie. Yeah, like and, and that that's there was not, no real, you know. I think people. I think that headline was very misleading, especially if you read it and it said it was November. That's not a full year. That's a clickbait. It was title. incredibly misleading. Well, and that's the that's the thing is it was it was a show November. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was, it was like one one month and then one another month, and it wasn't like a monthly show. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was literally put together. But we had decided, you know what? COVID's getting bad. Every, you know, I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want to be responsible for any. Even in our small group, I didn't want any of us to get sick. Yeah. So I just had said, you know what? Let's just hold off until. Maybe, you know, we can test stuff out later. Excuse me. Okay. No, you know, and I think you needed to be able to say that because that article came out and I, you know, I can only, I can hold space for this conversation. Like, and In our community, I can hold space, but I can also only speak for my thoughts, my feelings. So I need to make sure that people like you, that you understand. And that's, that's all I can, yeah. Yeah, that I'm like, I read it and I, when I read the title, I was like, oh no. But then when you read the article, you know, I still wasn't great with the idea. You know, I don't know where I lie with everything officially in my mind. Um, a, co- a question that I do want to ask, and it's probably going to be mm. the one that's most uncomfortable for us to discuss maybe is do you you know one thing Tamron hit on and you've also said which I think is very important you're not denying this you have admitted that you know to these claims some of them being sexual some would say sexual assault some you know this is you've admitted to this this isn't like you're denying everything and trying to just get by with everything so do you believe and do you feel that as someone who's admitted to these things, you deserve to be able to come back and work in our safe spaces for the LGBT community. And if so, how does that work for people that may have been victims of this? And how is that fair to them or how they're going to feel? That's a good question. I, listen, I, this last year, is certainly not my last year of improvement. Does that make sense? Like, it's not like I'm like, well, I'm not, oh God, I don't want to be cruel, but I'm I'm not one of those people who, you know, spends a year doing, and then it's like, okay, do, 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 I'm fine. No, yeah. this is a very long journey. You know what I mean? And um, right now I'm, 
working on getting myself the answers that I need to move forward, as well as the answers for other people in this store in this story who are involved to move forward. And, you know, forward is not always, you know, uh, being best friends or whatever. It's closure of any kind. Right. And so, um, that is kind of like what I'm doing right now. If I, if I, I want to perform, right? Of so course. Like, like that's, I what, that's to, where we need to get. Like, do you like, feel like, like you're going to- Do back? I want, do I want to do drag? Of course. Did I do drag before Drag Race? Of course. Sherry Pie was, I know we're the same person and I understand that. Like the drag queens are the same person, right? But- Sherry Pie also had this had this was a Joey situation, which I know they're the same person. And like I know I'm no, people I, are gonna I be, understand what you're saying. But Sherry Pie had nothing to zero to do with this. And I she is the best version of me, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that. Okay. And I enjoy doing the work that a drag queen does. I enjoy that work. I was a canvasser. I don't know if you know what that is, but I was a canvasser for many years here in the city for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Those people that are like, hey, can I talk to you about gay rights? Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? I like doing that work. And that is how I kind of fell in, you know, fell into drag and why I love drag so much. So just do I want to have a hold on really quick you're freezing is I'm sorry no it's fine just hold on I don't want I want to make sure that you know this is kind of a big part so I want to make sure it doesn't yeah all right I think I think it's good yeah okay so you're saying I you know moving around yeah yeah you are so you said I do want to I I don't want to call I don't want to call it a comeback, like I was saying, because I don't feel like I'm here to be like, yes, like blah, blah, blah. Listen, I know what I did was wrong. I accept that. I want to help these people, right? The people that I have talked to, I'm happy to have helped them. Even if it means don't talk to me ever again. Great. You know, because again, like I said, these were relationships that do mean a lot to me. And every one and every chance that I get to make it better even if that means I'm not gonna be friends with them anymore or whatever, that's good. Because as long as I can keep doing good and keep making good, then I I feel good, okay. you know? Yeah. And drag is also part of my therapy. I am a creative person. I have always been- I get way. that. And my therapist, my therapist was the one who suggested for me to do mm-hmm. the shows in Beacon. Yeah. You know? and um, and 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 when it comes to doing them in spaces yeah i think that's where things are going to get a little blurry yeah and 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 that is that is up to first of all that is up to the people who come right if anybody does come or whatever i'm doing right it is up to everyone to decide how they feel i understand that i i hurt these amazing people and these victims but i also hurt the community and i know that 
yeah and, that's kind of where it is it's for me yeah, yeah for me it's like do you do you think that you deserve to just get to come back into these places that are supposed no. to be our safe spaces no. when, when we know what we know and as a yeah. community you know there's shit that goes on every fucking goddamn day but you know this was a this was a splash for our community and um i don't know how uh, uh, i don't know how it looks if you're like i'm just gonna come back to the bars and perform because to me that goes uh, but what if your victims there? like my mind goes 100 places that people probably won't go and see that's not that is not um that is something that you know i think gets answered first of all when that time comes you know but that's I am not, not right out, now. You're not looking to be I'm back as Sherry actively, Pie working. I well, I mean, sure, back as Sherry Pie. I can do Sherry Pie. You know what I mean? Like I, I would love to be able. Like I have a beard right now, but um, I would love to be able to shave it off and throw some makeup on. You know what I mean? And still be able to do drag because obviously it's what I love doing and what I truly feel, um, that I'm like honestly good at. You know, I don't have many other skills. I wanted, and, go ahead. I wanted to touch on something you said before we get off of it. Um, you said, you know, you said that Sherry and Joey are very separate. I understand that conversation because who I am in my boy self is not who I am in my drag self. Um, there's very, there's a lot of similarities, but I understand what you're saying when you say that. So I, I want, you know, not everyone's going to understand that. Even no, some totally. queens won't understand that. I get it. But you said that Sherry's not a part of it, but I have to just, again, from me and my perspective, I don't know a lot about Sherry. I know what I've seen, um, pictures, like videos on Instagram of your shows. And it is, there's a, there's always a must, like a man involved, a muscly man that I think is going to make people be like, how can she say this wasn't a part of this when a part of her stick was having this like muscular man. It's, it's blurring lines very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that being said, I think it's, I was doing one show with a guy who already had muscles prior. Right. Okay. So like, that's one thing. It's not, I was doing turnt Wednesdays. There's nobody muscly in that. Okay. You know what I mean? That yeah. Like with... I said, I only know the things that I've seen, which were majority from your show. From at, I think my it was show Rebar. Rebar. Yeah. Rebar. And that brand of that show and that space you know, certainly is that brand, you know? Yeah. I just um, wanted to make sure that this was addressed no, no, because not, I know I heard it no, in our, in the and, and I, I heard it talked about. And, and I, and I, and I, and that's the thing is like, I think a lot of people have this like preconceived kind of notion because a lot of people don't really know much about me mm -hmm. um, that like, uh, like you can't come up and have these conversations with me, right? And ask these things. I would have this same conversation with a stranger who yeah. came up to me and said, Hey, like, what about this? And I'd say, well, listen, this is that this, you know, and when it comes to like my Instagram, cause I know a lot of people are like, well, what about her man crush Mondays? My man crush Mondays I started doing when I didn't have a huge following and I was trying to get more followers. <laughs> and I was like, well, people seem to like when I post my man crush Mondays, and when I was working at the Ritz, I had people who would come in and always, you know, we'd joke about the Man Crush Mondays and we'd go through our, our each other's Instagrams and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, 
again, when it comes to any of that, I, I have no problem taking stuff down. I have no problem being asked to take stuff. I have no problem doing anything, right? And, and so I think, I think like it's more of Sherry, I never, like Sherry probably was never leveraged for anything, right? I never had a platform that I was like giving away to anybody. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, you know, I, so I think that's like maybe a little bit, you know, I also, I, I did a lot of shows on my own, you know what I mean? And not with, it just so happened that one of the biggest shows that I was doing. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, that's going to be one that people relate and then it's kind of like. And that's that's sort and but, but I think it's also like when it comes to that. See this kind of get uh, this this, for me, and I'm going to be very honest um, in speaking with someone that you know you have had past with. Mm -hmm. They were making comparisons between Sherry and the character of Allison, and Uh how you can look at them as a parallel and the same person. And I had never thought about it that way, but when it was broken down, I was like, oh, there were things that I was like, this could be, you know the muscle fantasy there, because as I said, I only know you from the videos I've seen from the rebar show. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this all makes sense. There's- and oftentimes I will say this oftentimes if I, I didn't do, it's not like I did numbers with him, you know, often it wasn't like we were like, he was picking me up and we were doing all sorts of, you know, it was oftentimes my numbers, his numbers, we would yeah. do numbers together, but it was not thing that was like, it wasn't, I wasn't the woman and he wasn't the man, right? Yeah. He was, I was the drag queen and he was the the man with the drag queen, right? And yeah. we were like two dudes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, I think that's something that everyone is going to want to hear and talk about because it wasn't discussed on the Tamron Hall show is the stories that contained the steroid usage. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, from, because I didn't speak to anyone that, alleged this i just know Mm -hmm. that it's out there and i know people have spoken with people um i Mm -hmm. would like to hear from your mouth and Mm -hmm. how you would describe what that situation was was it it, like was it you is there something that you have a good do you have a gain fetish do you like uh, do you have a muscle i i think well i think i think there's a oh this is a very big thing so one like i started saying on tamron hall but didn't really get to say um i have a i as part uh, and it's so hard because so many of these things are layered and people like like to put their own like i'm blaming this on this and i'm not blaming anything on anything i'm just saying as part of one of the layers to this story when i have i had and have bad abandonment problems things that have went unaddressed things that have been addressed things that have been barely addressed and a lot of that comes with men and i also have a history in my family of men with muscles and stuff like that and what exactly is a man do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um part of really how with that case got started kind of was when 
he was talking about leaving the show. And my fear of losing him, even now I talk about it very, uh, like matter of factly, I guess, but my great fear of losing him and not being able to do anything about it, not being able to see him. Not be and of course, now I look at it, I'm like, what is wrong with you? And how hard it probably was for him to even bring that up to you. And like, you guys were great friends. So I don't know, you know, then, no. Yeah. And I leaned into things that I knew that was interests of, peop of people's. Do you know what I mean? Well, and that's something that I know from speaking with, I don't, I didn't ask if I could use their names, which is why I'm not. I'm here. not using any, yeah, I'm not. Um, I, 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 again, like, he I'm not said, here to... and we both really in conversation realized these situations were very specific. You knew what people liked. You knew what could get them to talk. You, I mean, this was, this wasn't just a. Well, because like, I was friends with them. Yeah. But, but, but it I wasn't, but it also wasn't, but I also wasn't like, and I really want to make this clear because it, it does, and of course, like I have no right to be upset, but you know, the it wasn't like I became friends with these people to get to this point. No, I, I don't think that. I think in the case that I'm speaking of where when this person was an opening to you as uh -huh. Joey, the way you wanted. Okay. No worries. <coughs> sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. No, don't worry about it. <coughs> I'll edit that I'm part so out. Sorry. But it's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. When this person cl claims and alleges that you were building a character together for a senior paper from mm -hmm. college, um, and mm -hmm. you were building this character, and he f did not open up the way that mm -hmm. I think maybe that Joey, that you wanted him to. So mm -hmm. then the, you created Jen, the co star in the. Mm -hmm show or movie or play or you know I'm not I didn't ask what it was which then he believed he was speaking with this female co-star that he then did feel comfortable speaking with and getting more sexual and explicit so you did know how to work into getting what you wanted out of people yes and yes think, but it, what okay yeah go ahead and I think that's where people are going to be like there, you, it was almost like this person gave a line of I'm not comfortable with this and then you were like I'm going to do this because I'm going to get it anyway which is I understand I understand no, that I don't know if I when agree I heard, when I heard but about, I understand when I heard about the second character I was like oh no oh no um, in all honesty uh -huh. I was like not this um, uh -huh. but it when I spoke to the person, it made sense that the second character was there because it's what that person needed to open up and get what was, at the end of the day, desired. Mm. And um, I do want it. that brings me to asking, you said that this was not for sexual purpose, but all of, from what I've heard and spoken to and, you know, pictures and videos being sent and the monologues that people were doing all having an underlined fetish-sized and sexual tone, it's very hard to not believe that this was for sexual purposes. Mm -hmm. So you, do you, are you saying that there was really no sexual? I think that I am saying that this is not all about sex and it is not all, and sex is about control for some people. 
and that's just I, that's already more I, than we heard on Tamron, which I'm very grateful you're clearing up because it literally came off as and be well listen but listen but that's like uh, that's the thing is like I think there's like this really big misconception that I'm like over here being like blah, 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 you know and it's like no sex is about control for some people sex is about um uh being controlled or being the one who is in control, right? And I think a lot of the, the sexual stuff came from the fact that that's what I knew, you know, and that's was what was, and that's the other thing is a lot of this is what I knew. It's just what I knew. I had, it's not like I, I have always been, you know, in the arts world always. Right. Yeah. And so that's all I knew. I didn't know anything else. It wasn't like if I was, if I, you know, I, I, I truthfully went off what I knew and what I could like kind of speak eloquently about, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think there's, of course, there's a level of fetishized, fetish, fetishizing. Fetishized. I mean, the the monologues all kind of fetishizing underlying but, tone and but know, it's all go ahead it was all a certain type of man I mean, it was all w- one relative yeah you know it was all a certain type one of man. It's one thing. yeah so i think that's where one someone, w- that's someone would say you weren't trying to get all these different things it was one specific look build ideal so i think that's why and it me, wasn't when and you... it also wasn't about an ideal. And that's another thing is like, I keep, it, it's not about, it was about keeping them close as close and this as this I possible. wanted to ask you about, because you said you did this to not lose friends. How did this prevent you from losing friends? Well, <laughs> now, I, I, mean, like, I, mean, I mean, this is like a fuck it. I mean, spoiler alert, it didn't. Spoiler alert, yes, I was going to say, just letting everybody know, this, the movie does not end how you think. (laughs) Just so everyone knows, Joey is not sitting in his apartment with 50 shirtless muscle men around. (laughs) Just with Christmas presents. Um, uh, What was the question? I'm sorry. Like, you claim that you did this to keep your friends close. Oh, keep my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that, because that was a total disc, that was the last thing I expected you to say. Yeah, yeah, Well, again, like I said, one of them, uh, and I can go case by case. One of them, it's like, I, it was a person that I loved very much. We had been friends for two, three years prior. Um... I was not in a good place meant in a proper mental, you know, state. And uh, when he, the day he told me he was going to leave the show was the day, the next day is when I told him about this opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all about keeping, and um, one of my other, uh, another person, uh, I just didn't, we were working on a contract together and our, and uh, with that, it's a limited time. The time will run out, right? Yeah. And you might never get to talk to this person again. Yeah. And it was about being able to be in contact with them and talk to them because my feet and like, I, and again, I'm not like saying, oh, poor me, but 
I, the feeling of emptiness and kind of just like worthlessness when it comes to me is something that's still there. Uh-huh. It's certainly not, you know, what it was, but um, that was, you know, that was my, my thinking okay. that, you know, I couldn't. So it, how, it just I made sense for you. I mean, it was you, a coping mechanism. Yeah. It was the way that I kept men. And if you notice, they're all, you know, these men are like, they, they all provided something to me as a person. Right. And I would say like, at the end of the day, my greatest fear was to let go of them. But then when it, when it would all end, my brain would just compartmentalize it and just put it away. I didn't even think, you know what I mean? I wouldn't even think about it. Just boop, 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 boop. And I'd I, have a night, a night of craziness in my apartment. A night I, I couldn't sleep. Uh, like it would be like an evening of not sleeping, of just like freaking out, spinning, spinning, spinning. And then the next day I just wake up and I, you know, boop, put that person away in a box. And I want to ask just because something I was given an email states that this, um, did it happened with you as Joey in person? Someone read a monologue for you after a show that you were in, where you spam a lot, I believe. And there was a party afterwards, and you were in a room, and the guy read a monologue, and then you were, um, you know, it it was kind of the same story and yeah. a little sexual. He left. And then you, after that, tried to get pictures and videos of the monologue and whatnot from him. So I just want to know, was this only online or was this something that happened with you in person as well? This is mostly only online. I mean, I like, like have rehearsal with people. So like there was. Uh, but it wasn't, but it was, it was it was like, like uh, things were never like, uh, yeah. I, what were you going to say? I think maybe I, you're going to say what I'm trying to an, say. There's an allegation that someone went to do a rehearsal with you because you said you would help them get their mm-hmm. tape ready for Allison, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. unbeknownst to them was you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they claimed that they masturbated in front of you. Like her, mm-hmm. you bringing up, why don't you just do this and all. Mm -hmm. so you know i just want people that don't know the story and are like why is this such a big thing this wasn't just emails that were sent back and forth no 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 but i also want to say there are also personal relationships in a lot in all these stories Mm -hmm. that again i'm not here to um because i'm not here to victim to make to victim shame or anything like that because okay. I I own up to my wrongdoings and again this is something that I believe um because I'm you know I, I like I said I'm here to help right yeah. and I want to make good and heal and these people and hope this is another thing is like there is a hope for me because again I a hope not a hope from a hope within me uh-huh. because I have gotten to have an, another go with one of these people, right? One of these yeah. people that I'm really thankful for. And I really like, I really am. Yeah. And 
And so again, I'm not here to like, I don't want to share. I'm not here to share anybody's personal stories. Okay. Right. And yeah. I'm not here. To, I just wanted to, would you, can, I understand. And you I, would, you would say that there was some in-person yes. stuff that went on for that. These people thought they were doing for Allison, but they were doing it with you. So you were involved off the screen as well. Correct. Okay. Yes. That's the, we don't need to go into personal stories. That's not correct. You know, I'm not here to do that. Yeah, um, I'm not I, here. I just don't, I don't think it's right. I don't think, you know, I think if we're saying we want to hear from the victims and I agree. Yeah. I don't think it's right for, for you to tell their a, story. Correct. They can tell and their story. They can tell their story. And I'm not like, again, like, I just don't think it's, I think it's like, uh, uh like it, it just makes no sense when it's like, we want to hear a story, but you know, but then they want me to like say something about it. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think, and I, this is what I said at the beginning. I think people are going to come to this expecting me to be like with a pitchfork on a witch hunt. And that's not why I came to this at all. Um, yeah. I Like at the that. end of the day, this is a personal, this is a personal thing between people that because I went on the show and everything like that, it became a public thing. Which, and, yeah. Go ahead. Which brings and me... I, I just sorry, wanted sorry, to. Sorry. No, it's okay. I under. I. I <laughs> wanted. A horrible to, talker. I wanted to ask. You're. You're doing. Just fine. I just don't. keep cutting you off. No, it's. Listen, I cut everyone off. That's one thing I noticed in my podcast. I'm Tamron Hall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, did was there a like? I don't know what the word I want to use is. Was there like an allure to getting on Drag Race and knowing you're going to have this bigger platform? Did you think? maybe you would do this with people that were not personal friends of yours. Did you think, oh, I'm going to have this platform and I know that these there's all these gay men that are now going to know me and be writing. And I went to Drag Race, to be honest, and people who know me know why I went to Drag Race. I went to Drag Race to prove to myself <laughs> that I could be successful or at least make RuPaul and people of that caliber laugh uh-huh. I don't again I like I I don't ha- I confidence and belief in what I do I am the hardest critic as we all are most drag queens are the hardest on ourselves because we're produced our art is literally us yeah and I didn't go on that show for any platform or anything like that I went on that show to see if I could make to prove to myself that I was doing that I was doing but, good and that I could see yeah. And I understand yeah. that, but you know what comes along with that platform is that you're going to get a multitude, a huge yeah, but I didn't, following. But what you're asking, I didn't think You about. did, that wasn't. That wasn't. Okay. No, no, it wasn't what I was thinking about. I yeah. was thinking about being able to work with, you know, organizations and do big things and stuff like that. That's what I, you know, I, and as I, I came to drag, uh, I came to New York City, really the first time really doing much drag in New York City, doing uh pride here okay, and yeah. t- speaking on a cherry picker yeah. you know hosting pride with uh uh krishna stone you know what i mean like i of gay men's health crisis yeah. i really like <laughs> i did not it wasn't i wasn't like you know in my tall dark tower you know get yeah. when i got my call from drag race being like yes yeah you know i just you know from the stories, i understand the question the stories i know from speaking with people they mm-hmm. say that this was going on up until the reveal of Drag Race, of you as a character, 
I, you know, I'm not here to say what's true, what's not. I, I just, I need to get that. I will say, I will say that when one of the situations ended, it sent me on a real spin, kind of like when, you know, um, oh, what's a nice way of saying? Like, you know, if you take, uh, it just sent me on a spin. And I was, I was, my brain was telling me, you have to keep the men that are close to you now. So what are we going to do about that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I went on a real spin and that is true. Okay. But, so but I no, guess that it wasn't, it wasn't me, nearly the level. I think it wasn't near makes, the level. The that level makes me want to know if you hadn't been caught, if victims didn't come forward at that time, would this still be going on? I actually, the, the uh, I was seeing a therapist when I got back from Drag Race. And actually I saw a therapist right before I left too. Mm-hmm. And I had spoken to a friend of mine um, who had talked to me, you know, and said, hey, we, you know, uh, do you think you should talk to your therapist about maybe like some other mental illnesses or something, or maybe getting meds before going, you know what I mean, to Drag Race? Because he knew how it was. And most people who know, who actually know me, know kind of my history with mental health and mental illness. Did people know that that Allison was a person that you created? Like, did people know that that this was going on? Who are people? Like, did people in your circle, did did people in your circle, like, did you have friends? No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean that I was, I was already talking to a therapist about this because, but the last person that it really happened with, that it was bad, um, I real, I was in the process of seeing one psychiatrist here, and then I have to see another psychiatrist. You have to see a few, and then you, uh, and then with my therapist. So, um, I don't think that without Drag Race it would have like, I don't think that drag race is the catalyst for everything kind of stopping, but I do think drag race and I thank them in many ways for, I think sometimes it's like, you know, what is it? You learn rock bottom, you know, you learn more from rock bottom than high mountain peaks or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. like truth, truthfully, hitting the bottom and being kicked off the show and or uh and eliminated from the finale and everything like that that you know of course that affected me but at the end of the day i feel like in some ways it was a blessing in disguise so but so do you which i get that makes sense to me um mm-hmm. and you- i feel very like thankful honestly that I was able to get some um get to get moving on some things that I think I really needed to address before even thinking about kind of using any platform or anything like that and so do you think I guess to do you think if you hadn't got on the show you would be taking the steps for your mental health that you are now, or do you think you would have still been involved with? 
I think if I, I think I would have taken the steps either way, but I do think that the, the removal from the show and everything like that, I think that really um, put me on like a hyper track kind of, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. obviously as well as covid too you yeah. know like because at the end of the day we're all trapped in our well own. then because in my mind i'm like what happens if she wasn't on drag race and she was in her house all this time and all she could do is sit there and send emails yeah <laughs> like in my mind i'm like this did like i, I was think... already on track i think like i was already on track the one thing i will say is like i was already on track because again like i had my the one that really kind of stopped everything seriously kind of happened before the reveal. So I was already on track to getting diagnosed and getting an answer and talking to my therapist about my history. And sorry. And um, I don't know if I would have been able to take my diagnosis as seriously. I think, or maybe, I think maybe that's like a, you know, but I, I mean, don't you had know. everything pulled out from under you. So it completely makes sense to me. Yeah. That so I you think you were it's forced like, to take this seriously because you yeah. saw how big it was. Sometimes you have to look at the ugly, you know? Yeah. To because this, and, and for people, I don't know who's listening to this that doesn't know the story because I think huh. everyone that's going to listen does know the stories. This mm -hmm. wasn't one or two people that this, I mean, the allegations piled up. Um, and it's not for me to say who was, you know, maybe just taking something and spinning it. But like, you know, the situations and you know, yes. the ones that are really detailed and you know, all of that, like how many mm -hmm. people do you think that you did this act of a casting director or a like how many people did this affect in reality? Uh, I would say, well, what do you mean? Direct, like directly affect? I, I mean, how many people did like, you do if this? If you're saying directly affect, I would say like probably 15, 20. Yeah, I, I guess how many people did you pull? pull but the like, oh, who did it affect on? so many people? Yeah. Uh, what did you say? Sorry. Like, how many people did you attempt to do the Allison or casting or all of that probably, with? Probably 15, 20 over period of, you know, years or whatever. And just because this is in something that I spoke with someone, this person that came forward had 40 uh -huh. people email him with similar stories. That, so that's not for me to say who's you know, stories are real and who's just doing that. We, I, it's hard for me. I don't, I'm not saying I'm victim shaming. I'm not doing any of that. So calm the I'm not victim. Down. Well, and that's the thing is I'm also not victim. I'm not saying that anybody's not Lying. because like I said, like I said, there have been people who I, I like, I've worked through this, right. And I've yeah. been working through this and there have been people who I was like, oh shit, I remember that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think and it's like, good I filed... for you to know that there was, this person had 40 men who had emailed him to claim that similar stories had happened to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just, I think for you going forward, that's a good thing, especially because I understand totally. trauma. I understand I've gone through sexual abuse. I've 
There are things yeah. that Same. in ways that I'm dealing with, I uncover different things every time. Yeah. That, and that has to be very noted here that like, I can understand that this isn't a situation where you can pull out a notebook and have a list. There could be things that are remembered 10 years from now that someone you may have affected. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think you have to continue to try to do right by these people. And with that is like, how are you other than just saying, I'm sorry, how do you make right with these people? I think that's like a really, a hum- that's, that's like a massive question. I think it depends. I think you do a bunch of things. I think one, I think you have to have a conversation or so, or whatever that may. And again, this is the other thing. Everybody has their own healing journey and own healing. And some people will not want to deal with it. And that's their, and that is their own mm-hmm. thing. And that's not my, it is not my, my a job or your job or anybody in this community or anybody in this world's job to force anything onto anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I, so for the people who do want to have a conversation, my door will always be open because at the end of the day, like I said, and like a lot of these people know, we had a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know, there was, there are there. And, and I really only went on that show to officially say sorry and not my official sorry was something that I wrote, you know, on mm-hmm. the fucking floor of a cab, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so I think one thing is to acknowledge these people, to have a conversation, to give them whatever answers I can give them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that part of this is, is going, is taking my mental health seriously. I've been doing cognitive behavioral therapy and mm-hmm. I'll be joining a, a, a DBT group as well. Um, I have a few emails out. I, if you know, if, and if anybody listening knows any good DBT groups out here in the city, let me know because I have a few emails out, but I'm trying to find something that I think will work. Um, and, uh, I've really tried to do those things to make sure this mech, this doesn't happen ever again. I also think it's important for somebody with mental illness and I hate using the word mental illness because illness implies sickness or something wrong Mm -hmm. you know I, I think it's important for somebody who has any platform and let's be honest everybody has a with Instagram and TikTok and Mm -hmm. everybody has a platform nowadays right and so like to say like uh, you know platform whatever I, I think it's important for somebody who has something like BPD or anything really to be honest and open and talk about it and and make it so it's not as stigmatized as it is and not and listen like uh, I did not do good things mm-hmm. and I accept that and I know that but I don't want to continue to hurt people mm-hmm. I don't want to, it's not like every day I'm like, well, who should I fuck today? Or who should I ruin, you know, not mm-hmm. fuck, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Do you think that if you come back performing in time that people seeing your image plastered on events and knowing you're going to be in places, do you, I do, 
see that that could hurt people again and reopen. I can understand it. But I also think people need to understand that, first of all, nobody can be more upset than the people involved in the situation, mm-hmm. you know? And that's just the truth. Like, you can't be, you know, you can be upset at any situation, of course, but you cannot ever be more upset than the people in the actual situation. And I, again, hope that with, time i can show people that i am doing trying to make the moves in the right direction mm-hmm. and trying to do good and you know i will never stop my philanthropic work because that's what i love to do and um i uh, you know and if you don't i think one thing which is like this is a very cold thing to say but i don't mean it in a cold way you know, if, if you don't, if you don't want to follow me, like if you're not a person that this happened to directly, right? If you don't want to follow me and you don't want to see me and you don't want to do any of that stuff, then just don't do those things, mm-hmm. right? But you don't have to go out of your way to like, even to these people, because I heard like one of these people was getting death threats and stuff like that. I know, yes, people, victims that spoke up at the beginning of this were receiving which is crazy i know one of them recently when you went on the tamron hall show because it brought such feeling back up was unable to go to work for a few days and called out because he just wasn't sleeping and really was having a hard time because of what he had endured because of it um Mm -hmm. so you know it just there has to be an understanding that some people might be able to move on from this easily. Some people might be able to remain your friend, but some people, this is going to have a effect on for a period of time to come, if not their whole life. And I think we, you have to be very sensitive to that. Of course. And of course, and I am, you know what I mean? Again, like I'm kind of hard to be like, you know, um, if you don't like me, don't see me, but, in my mind and this I'm not in this situation but I'd be like why the fuck do I have to leave where I am right now because this person's coming why is this person doing a fucking show like but that's just how my mind works but Um, I also think that you are imagining that I'm going to be you know all over God's green country mm -hmm. and everything like that and that's uh, you know no I really just think about in New York City as a yeah yeah I don't but I don't like I don't I barely when I worked here in New York City I worked at two places yeah tops you know And like, uh, again, I don't want to hurt these people and I don't, and that breaks my heart that somebody couldn't go to fucking work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I don't, I'm trying all, I I am trying Mm -hmm. to do the right things. I am trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, I'm not out here like some of these people, like I'm, I'm not like here to throw other people in the bus, but like, listen, I accept I acknowledged, right? I, when the spotlight was put on me, I said, yep, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't think it, it's not a good feeling. It wasn't like a good feeling to be destroying your relationship and knowing you were destroying your relationship, right? That's mm-hmm. not a good feeling. No. And so like, it's not like I, I don't know. And I guess, I think that's the thing is like, I don't know. I don't have the answers for that because I don't know I don't know what how that person 
you know, would feel. And I don't want that person to feel like they have to leave, you know what I mean? Or something like that. And that would kill, that wouldn't be okay. And I don't know what we would do, you know? Um, I, like I said, I do like Sherry pie and they are separate entities in some ways, you know? And, um, I just, I I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you've done a lot. I think it's like each person is their own. It's a different case. It's a different case. So that's all I do is I just go case by case. And I talk to, when I can, when I can talk to them, you know, and also it's not my place to reach out. Like, I don't want to reach out because some of these people don't want to hear from me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to reach out. And that's why I say my door is open. I am in a place now where I feel like I can actually give some answers to the questions that they're asking. Yeah. Uh, Just as someone that if just hearing that, it makes me be like, you did something to someone and now you're saying you don't want to reach out to them, but they have to reach out. Like, I understand what what you're saying. And I don't mean, and I do not mean it like that. I don't mean it like, well, if they want to talk to me, that they can come and talk to me. Mm -hmm. Not at all. I don't want to add any more trauma or stress to getting a phone call from me. Getting Mm -hmm. mine, if, if, you know, and I, that's not my place. And that would be damning to those people, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't want to do that. And so I don't want to say like, well, if you want to talk to me, come talk to me. That's why I say my door is open, mm-hmm. you know, and it will always be open and, and it's open for everybody mm-hmm. because this is a conversation. And there are a lot of things that, you know, there are a lot of nasty things in this story that deserve to have some light put on them and that, you know, we can hopefully. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to end tackle. this and be like, why didn't I ask 150 of these other questions that I'm going to think of? <laughs> You can ask as men. I'm having such a joyous time <laughs> speaking to you, the man, the myth, the woman, the legend, the caftan, the mess, the mess. Um, no, I you like know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know what I mean, though. Like when this ends, I'm going to be like, oh god, I should have. That's just me. I know how my mind works. I'm going to be like, I'm going to think of things that I should have asked. So you know, it's. Yeah. I also didn't need to come to this and be like, tell us about making people shoot up steroids because there's ways to ask that question, which I feel I did. That was in a respectable way to you, to the victim. I mean, and people are going to say she doesn't deserve respect, but that's, you know, to teach their own. I'm not coming to this in that, in that manner. So um, I appreciate speaking with you. I appreciate you being as open and honest and candid and vivid as you were. Um, I think a lot of things were answered that I would have Thank questions you. You, to. I hope, <laughs> you know, I think you answered What's a lot. Your, do you have a question that you really want to ask? Is there I mean, something that you're like, to close I mean, what, out, something that you're I mean, what, desperate? No, not desperate, but like, you know, <laughs> used to getting people, cor- used, I'm just using the word, coercing people to do uh huh. Steroids is pretty big. I mean, w- was there anything worse than that that happened, or is that no? Uh, no, and I do want to be clear: one person one. used okay steroids. Yeah. So you know, I don't. 
I, it's like I said, it's not for me to come here and be like, break down this and this person coming in and masturbating in front of you. That's not what this was. Um, I, I got answers to questions about you coming back that I feel I needed because I still don't know where I stand on it. I don't know how I feel about you coming into and nor should nor should you. Do and you I know am, what I mean? Like, and I understand what you say about we as people who are not involved can't be as mad, but I am mad because it is my community and it's people I know. And you know, it's the spaces that I come to to perform as well. And I and it's and again, like it's not it's not saying like you can't be mad. I didn't say that. Mm -mm. You no, you did not. You can you can be mad, and everybody has the right to be mad. Not everybody has the right to be mad to the level of the people who are actually affected by this specific yeah. by any situation, right? And I don't, I'm not mad that people are mad. I'm not angry. No, I am, and I have to tell you, your demeanor in this has been you, you're open, you're not mad, you're not defensive. And I think a lot of people are going to expect that. Um, I had a way in my mind I expected this to go, and it did not go that way. I am. Did it, you think I was going to be like, I can't talk about I, di I didn't think you were going to be like that, but I thought you would kind of skirt around things, and you didn't. Being asked, do you think you should come back and be able to perform in safe spaces is a blunt question that you answered. And I give you, I, I, I appreciate it. I want I everybody in this community to feel safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have, I have, because, you know, I, and like, this is, people might get mad that I say this, but I am a person who, I didn't grow up here in New York City. I grew up upstate New York. And, you know, a lot of people from upstate New York know that upstate New York has some alternative views on queer people and queer life. And I am a person who did not come from being around the queer community, being around the gay community and coming to New York City and finally feeling like I was part of something mm -hmm. that is, I will never, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they are unsafe mm -hmm. ever. I, and, and that has always been a thing at any of my shows. I go out of my way to make sure people don't feel unsafe at my shows. I don't believe in stripping people and doing all the, all of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I, and not that that's bad or anything like that, but I, I really, safety is something that is important to me. And so I understand. And I thank you for asking that question. Yeah. And you I know, think, I, you know, as I said, I'll probably have a hundred questions more. So who knows? Maybe after oh, a Jesus. while we could talk Part again. Part two. Part two. Um, but I, like I said, I just want to say thank you. Um, you were very open. You were very honest. And I think more came out of this than has come out of a Facebook status or the Tamron Hall show in all honesty. Um, and with, I just want to say thank you for your openness and your honesty. Thank you for having me. On I wish you, I wish you well, I wish you mental, your mental health journey. Like people need to understand. I'm not coming here to be like, I don't wish you well. I wish everyone well in this situation. Yeah, I, think, I, agree. I think that you were, were, are, will be forever. I don't know. A damaged person that had some stuff go on that we will never know. And I think it's, uh, I can applaud your steps to take care of that. Um, and I hope in time, everyone that was involved is healed from this to their level and gets the closure that they needed. I agree. I agree. And I, if I can help in any way, that is my goal, yeah. you know? So thank you for having me.
Thank you. And that is the interview with Joey, also known as Sherry Pie. I hope you guys got something out of this. Re-listening to it, um, I have even more questions again. But I hope you enjoyed this and that it answered some questions that we haven't had answered yet. Please rate and review and share this with your friends. And remember, the next two weeks have interviews with victims of Sherry Pye's sexual allegations of assault. Thanks and have a great day.